Welcome to the Skeptic's Guide to Emergency Medicine. Meet him, greet him, treat him, and street him. Today's date is September 3rd, 2012. And the title of today's podcast is To X-Ray or Not to X-Ray, Children with Ankle Injuries. That is the question. I'm doing this podcast while attending an evidence-based medicine course in Oxford. Yes, Oxford, one of the epicenters of EBM. Okay, that was my lame attempt at a British accent. This podcast is going to have the following outline. We're going to start with a case scenario, just so you can get a handle on things and figure out why this is clinically relevant. After the case scenario, we're going to go through the Ottawa Ankle Rules, some background information, where they came from, how they were developed. And then we're going to look at the specific paper of today's question. Do the Ottawa Ankle Rules apply to children? Then we'll provide our BEAM commentary, and that's best evidence in emergency medicine commentary. And then finally, we're going to give you the BEAM bottom line. What's the take-home message? Do I have to get x-rays in these children? Okay, so here's the case scenario. You have an 8-year-old girl jumping on a trampoline. Trampolines, good for business. Anyway, she rolls her ankle, so her mother brings her into the emergency department. It was fine immediately after the accident, but as the days gone by, it's gotten more and more swollen, and mom's worried that her daughter's broken in her ankle and needs an x-ray. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're an ER keener, and you're aware of the Ottawa Ankle Rules, developed by Dr. Ian Steele, arguably one of the most famous ER researchers and doctors in Canada and the world. You know that the Ottawa Ankle Rules apply to adults, but do they apply to kids? Hmm. Do you need to get an x-ray on everyone with an ankle? People are getting more and more concerned about the radiation exposure because of these x-rays, in particular with kids. So the question is, hmm, can we use the Ottawa ankle rules to exclude some children not requiring x-ray? And of course we want to do this without missing any fractures. So let's look at the Ottawa ankle rules. Now I don't like to use the word rules. It implies to someone like me that they should be broken. Also, I'm not too keen on the term guidelines. I mean, guidelines, it suggests to me a bunch of old docs sitting around a big conference room coming to some kind of consensus. In other words, nobody in that room strongly believes in the conclusions. I would prefer to use the term clinical decision instrument. A clinical decision instrument, well, there's something I can use. It would help me decide based on my clinical judgment whether or not to do something. So some background information on the auto anchor rules. Now if you know the rules well, skip ahead to the next chapter. If you don't know them that well, or wouldn't mind a refresher, listen on and we'll talk a little bit about the Ottawa ankle rules. Like most things in medicine, the Ottawa ankle rules consist of five components. Five components. And you know, in medicine, if there aren't five things, if there's only four, we tend to make up the fifth. And if there's six things, we often tend to combine them to, again, get down to that five things. So five parts of the Ottawa Ankle Rules. The Ottawa Ankle Rules state that if you're tender in one of these spots, then you need to get an x-ray. And what are those tender spots? Well, there's the medial part of your ankle, the back half, so the medial posterior aspect of the distal tibia. The next thing is if you're tender on the outside part of your ankle, the distal part of the posterior half of your fibula, 
down to the tip of the lateral malleolus. So the medial and the lateral malleolus, the posterior half. And if you're tender in the fifth metatarsal, tender in the fifth metatarsal, then you need to get an x-ray. And then finally, if you're tender along the navicular bone. Now, if you guys were listening really carefully, that's only four things. So the fifth part of the autoankle rules is if you're not able to weight, weight bear immediately after the accident or when you're in the emergency department. And they recommend four steps. Of course, I would think they should be five steps, but it, the actual article says four steps. Now, the Ottawa ankle rules don't apply to uh, drunk people, pregnant people, and people with head injuries. And hopefully that's not all in the same individual. So this original Dr. Uh, Steele article was published in 1992. Yes, 20 years ago. 1992 in the Annals of Emergency Medicine. And the study looked at 150 uh, patients in the pilot stage. Now, I don't know why they always do research on pilots and not flight attendants, but that's another issue. And then they had a 750 people in the main study. And the result was this clinical decision instrument was 100% sensitive. 100% sensitive. That doesn't mean all the doctors are very kind and understanding. This is an evidence-based medicine term. In other words, this clinical decision instrument picked up all the true positives. So if you had a fracture, applying this clinical decision rule would have picked it up. It was 40% specific. So that's the negative, the true negatives. How many people, if you applied this rule, didn't have a fracture? And in reality, what we really care about is prior to this, pretty much everybody got an x-ray ankle. You know, if you had an ankle and you twisted it, you got an x-ray. And this can say, well, we can safely limit the amount of uh, x-rays we need to do and pick up all the people with it so we don't miss any fractures. And if you want more information on sensitivity and specificity and go into that deeper, there'll be a link in the show notes. The bottom line was it decreased the amount of ankle x-rays by over a third. So 36% less ankle x-rays were ordered if you apply this rule without missing anyone with a fracture. All right, so that was the Ottawa ankle rules. Now let's look at the specific question. Can the Ottawa ankle rules safely exclude ankle and foot x-rays in children? So the reference for this is Dowling et al. And their paper was entitled, Accuracy of the Ottawa Ankle Rules to Exclude Fractures of the Ankle and Midfoot in Children. And it was a meta-analysis published in the Academic Emergency Medicine Journal in 2009. Looking at the PICO question, and that's Population Intervention Control and Outcome, for all you EBMers out there, the population in this study was over 3,000 children less than 18 years old presenting to the emergency department with an ankle or midfoot injury. And the prevalence, the number of fractures they had in this group, was over 20%. The intervention was they took the standard Ottawa ankle rules that you either know about or just listened to in the previous chapter. They had no control group, and the outcome was any fracture of the ankle or midfoot using an x-ray or some other proxy measure as the criteria for the standard. So what were the author's conclusions? These are the author's conclusions from the actual paper. And in quotes, the Ottawa ankle rule appears to be a reliable tool to exclude fractures in children greater than five years of age presenting with an ankle and or midfoot injuries. Employing the Ottawa ankle rules would significantly decrease the x-ray use 
with low likelihood of missing a fracture. So what's our beam commentary on all this? Was this a good paper? How do we evaluate this? Well, our beam commentary was that the Ottawa ankle rules have been well validated in the adult population. We know that it works in grown-ups. It's 100% sensitive. But its use in children had remained unclear until this study was published. And children pose special challenges in the application of clinical decision instruments due to the various age-related issues. In other words, kids are complicated. Now, the authors of this systematic review did rigorously test this decision instrument in children and came to an appropriate conclusion, the conclusion being that you can safely apply this decision rule to children aged 5 and older. In the study, they only missed 10 fractures. So that's not as sensitive as Dr. Ian Steele's original article, which was 100% sensitive. So the tool was very, very good. Um, of the 10 fractures that were missed in this pool analysis, four of the children, four of the fractures, sorry, were um, described, of which two were deemed insignificant. So if these were excluded, the decision instrument would have even better performance characteristics than the author's conservative measure. So what's the beam bottom line? What's the take-home message? What's the answer to this clinical question? Well, the application of the Ottawa ankle rule in children 5 and older can be safely used to guide x-ray utilization. So you can use the Ottawa ankle rule to decide whether or not a child needs x-rays. So if you go back to the actual case we presented with the 8-year-old girl jumping on the trampoline that was able to walk originally, when you examine her, She's not tender along the posterior aspect of both the medial and lateral malleolus. She's not tender in the head of the fifth metatarsal, and she doesn't have tenderness in the um, navicular bone. She is able to take four steps in the emergency department. And so you look at mom and you can say, it's highly unlikely your daughter has a broken bone or a fracture, and she doesn't need to be exposed to this unnecessary radiation. So that ends the podcast. To x-ray or not to x-ray? Children with ankle injuries, that is the question. And the answer in this case was no. Please follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and give us some feedback. I'm new at this, and I'd like some constructive criticism. What did you like, what didn't you like, and how can we make the program better? Remember to be skeptical of anything you were taught, including stuff you hear on the SGEM. Talk with you next time on the Skeptic's Guide to Emergency Medicine.